All right, recording. I mean, when you're ready. Oh, I left my drink out there. I got a sip. Okay, thoughts. What are your thoughts really fast? Oh, wait, let's just record and then look. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up, Cam. Can okay. I start? Please. Hi, I'm Natasha Marchevka. And I'm Kim Wilson. And this is Speechless. Now go. <laughs> Welcome to our behind the scenes take on Real Life in VIA, where we share our stories, our resources, and our unsolicited opinions. And today we have somebody so special. She is near and dear to my heart, and I bug Natasha about her all the time. <laughs> she um, will be your best friend in about the end of 20 minutes when this uh, interview is over. Her name is Dana Powers. And uh, in the world of voiceover, if you haven't heard of her, you should hear of her. <laughs> you should hear of her. You will know of her. You will hear of her. She, um, multiple national campaigns, repped by an incredible agent and um, has done voice work for Atlas. Um, Atlas. Yeah. <laughs> done voice match work for actresses like Dakota Johnson, Charlize Theron. Same. No, definitely not same. Um, she's amazing. So I can't wait to have her on the show. She is going to help us Put some perspective. Put some perspective, demystify the voiceover biz from her perspective. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's going to be a cool one. What were you going to say? I want to mention we have our website, oh. speechlessvo.com, uh, where you over. can... Yeah, you can add yourself to our emailing list where we tell you all the key takeaways from each show the Monday before each show. We also... And we only email before, you once. Once. once a week once a week only <laughs> not just only. once once a week and um, if you aren't already poured all over your computer with our podcast we've turned our webcast into a podcast and we're pretty tickled about that yes. but first a word from our sponsors amazing and i don't she's so you're, you're gonna <laughs> laugh you're gonna laugh how awesome she is <laughs> There she is. <laughs> Why? Oh, she's using a way better camera than we have. Oh, yes. You have a way better camera than us. And her husband is lovely. Too. Hello. Hi. Hi. Using my husband's really fancy equipment <laughs> so it I can look really good. <laughs> you do and look you really do. good. You look Damn. amazing. I'm, yeah. It's like I, I figure you guys usually like take pictures or, or like, you know, little bits of things. And I was like, I should yeah. probably use the nice stuff rather than me hiding in our bedroom <laughs> on on my little laptop. So uh, I really pull, good pulled out camera. all the stops for you here. You look amazing. Okay. Thank you so much. Yes, um, you're, you're before welcome. we hang up, we are going to have to like give hang up. like 
little juniper, a little like pickle. I, I was gonna say, I, I mean, she's out there and she's crawling around and she's happy. So we can, uh, I could also do a little cameo right now if you want, just in case oh. she's napping by the end. Yeah, because we're we're recording everything and then we just take and then there's you know it well, all. You you want to say hi to her while she's like happy? Yeah. Yes, yes, happy yes, yes, yes. Okay, it's a good idea. <laughs> They just bought this house in Burbank. Oh. Brand new house. Little baby. Brand new and, baby. And Cloud has a child named Juniper as well. Hi, baby. Hi, hi Juniper. She's like, whoa, hi, I am never in front of screens like this. Oh, wow. Hi, baby. Oh, I wind up talking about her so much. So here she is in the flesh. Oh my gosh. Oh. oh. What okay. age? Six oh, months? Uh, seven months. Seven months. Mm. A fresh, fresh seven. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I want a perfect time. <laughs> seven months is just, it's the best. Yeah. It I is. I need that baby. I need oh that baby. Gosh. Yeah. I love her. <laughs> now she goes to the living we do room. Too. Okay, right bye. Oh. oh. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh. to be grandma's. Grandmas, ugh. I know. Are you going to let yourself be called grandma or nonna? I um, didn't think about it. I'm okay. not. I'm going to be like what my mom Kim? is. You're gonna Kim? You're going to be Kim? Mimi, I think. Mimi's better. Or... Oh, are you talking about what you want your nickname to be? <laughs> yeah. As grandparents. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, Corey's mom. My, my parents are like, whatever, grandma, grandpa. Like, they don't even think about it. Corey's mom, like, he, she wants Juniper to choose it. Oh, and mm -hmm. so we have to wait, I guess. What but if it's she, like fat, fat? I, yeah, I know. Well, then that's what it is, you know, like Juniper fat, chose fat. that. I don't and know. I was just trying to think of like, wouldn't that be awful if that's what she picks? <laughs> I know. But his family has a lot of funny grandparent nicknames. My family like doesn't have anything <laughs> cute like that. But uh, both of our moms are named uh, Christy. And so we've oh. been calling her Grandma Crispy. But she's like, no, Juniper didn't choose that. And we're like, all right. Mm, mm, mm. And we keep calling her crispy. So we'll I love it. it sticks. <laughs> I love it. So um, again, everything is open. It's a conversation. If I fuck it up because I get nervous when I talk on camera, I just, you know, edit it all out. So great. I can talk forever. You guys are going to have to help me shut up because Kim knows like we, we just get so chatty and I it's like it goes off on all these other tangents and you know, I'm sure it's going to happen. So it's cut awesome. me off when you need to cut me off. <laughs> so I'll hide officially, this is Natasha. Hi, Natasha. Great to finally meet you. Yes, <laughs> you too. Thank you for having me here. You guys, this is like a interesting week to be on a uh, podcast and have this conversation because i've been having a lot of existential thoughts so I'm sure oh, they're cool. going to come out today fascinating <laughs> very cool um did, um what did i want to say do we do we want to toast first or do we want to yeah let's toast first whatever whatever you guys want dana do. what are you what did you bring to the table today um well so i don't have any kind of like fancy cocktail or anything like that but my husband made me a iced blueberry matcha latte oh my um, oh in, my. A, in a fancy little mug here oh so iced i'm getting uh you know my uh my caffeine, my little boost from that in my fruity, you know, Very herbal nice. way. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Natasha, what, about what are you, you drinking? Ladies? 
So I brought something that I, it's a healthy, but then I pimped it out. So I've shared this a lot. Oh, the yeah. uh, Moringa hot chocolate with Ooh. all the protein and potassium and vitamins like crazy. But yes. I threw in a banana and Bailey's. Oh, and I, a banana and Bailey's. Oh my God, look at you. It's super <laughs> yummy. That's how you do it. Yep. <laughs> I just, I kind of, I feel like I made this up, but then like when I tell you what's in it, then you're going to be like, you didn't make that up. It's mm -hmm. crushed um, cucumber, lemon, a little bit of uh, simple syrup and vodka with uh, um, bubbly water. Oh my God. Yum. You Yum. Yeah. Know how to like, do, do you come up with different drinks every, every time? I do. Mm -hmm. Wow. I do. She usually has beautiful artisanal things and I throw together whatever I can find. I'm blown away. <laughs> I, 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 I love it. Gorgeous. So cheers to you. Thanks for cheers. being here. We're yeah, so happy you. you're here. Kim's been dying to have you on here. Uh, so finally the day has come. Yay. Yes. I know. <laughs> I'm I very know. happy to be here. I know Kim and I almost accidentally just did this whole conversation, what, two days ago? Yes. Yes. Yeah, no, I said, stop. I don't ask yeah, you so many yeah, questions. Yeah, we had yeah. to stop ourselves. <laughs> I know. So the conversation we really want to have is realities of an LAVO uh, career and lifestyle Let's demystify VO. Demystify, kind of baby. Yeah, <laughs> demystify. I, I could do that all day. <laughs> and and here's and here's why because Natasha and I, we supplement the big wins with a lot of corporate work, and not right. everybody does that. So like, our days are going to look like uh, doing a bunch of uh, voiceovers, having sessions via Source Connect, doing Zoom sessions. And then a lot of our time dedicated to marketing and sending out cold emails and cold calling and trying to develop our <laughs> client list. Can I, I know just say power to you guys because I that is a 24-7 job. I like know. that's a never punch out job. And the little bit of that that I I've gotten myself to do, I mean, you just you it's so draining the hustle of that and how much work it takes and the consistency you have to have. So first of all, just like bravo and applause because oh. the two of you are like, oh, thank you. Just I got to have you on more often doing things that like <laughs> I have never gotten myself to like have the stamina for. So I just want to say kudos, kudos again and again for that. You know what? Yeah. That's a really good point that I'm going to interrupt with because Kim and yeah. I, one of the reasons we connect so well, we really understand each other. Stamina isn't our strongest point. I don't so know. napping or just being horizontal has to happen on a regular basis. Otherwise, we just don't have it. You know, right. I mean, to that perform, is true. And then to be nice on email, you know, <laughs> laying flat is really yes. important. And we, we actually don't drink. Like, this is the only no, time. I know. In fact, if I went to a doctor's office, like one drink a week is I, what yeah. I put. I um, think they double it, though. But just so you know. Okay, go ahead. But yes. <laughs> they do. They think I you're think lying. No, I think they do. Um, but we, we're not big drinkers. We go to bed early because of the stamina required both for performing and for the desk work. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So when Tell we us about at, you. Tell yeah, us about you. When, when we look at you, you've made it quote unquote. Well, in our minds, yeah, like, sure. for a lot of people, you are repped by a top agency. You Atlas. have booked, you have booked multiple ca national campaigns. What, let me just read this. Oh yes. You've done voice match work for actresses such as Dakota Johnson. Who's that? And Charlize Theron. What? 
like to us, yeah. you've made it. So, so tell us about how your day, what does your day look like? Just go from, go, go for it. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, the first thing I think of when you ask me that question, though, is is just this particular season of life of new motherhood. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, very all, different. Mm -hmm. all the yeah, you're both mothers, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I'm actually more curious to ask you guys questions. How we did anything. it. Do it. <laughs> um, uh, it's what I think about constantly because I'm I'm seven months into this, right? I'm still mm -hmm. relatively very early in this. So anything we talk about today, kind of like my thoughts and opinions and what my day looks like is so drastically different than it mm. ever was previous. Right. right and even sure. in like a year's time, it's going to look very different. Mm -hmm. Now, what, what did my life and my day-to-day -day look like when I think I was like in my most hustle mode, like, you know, peak of the game and whatever, and what it looks like now, that's a little bit different. So my day right now is that Kim knows, like I, I run this business uh, with a couple of friends of mine, VO Doc. You guys have had Bill Holmes himself on here. Uh, so Bill and I and, and Tyler Rhodes, for anyone out there who knows Tyler, um, we started this business directing voiceover actors on their auditions, plus, you know, other services. I do that in the morning. I do that in the evening. And then the rest of the hours of the day currently are spent with my daughter. Mm. Um, I pop into the booth. I do as many auditions as I can. Uh, moving at a much slower pace right now than I did previously because I, I nurse a baby all day and I, you know, there's yeah. all these other things. And so that I was just talking to my husband about this, like I was always, and maybe I still am. I don't know. I was always a go, go, go move, move, move. What's the next thing? What's the next workshop to sign up for? You know, I got to grind out every single audition and I got to do them the best I can. That's the kind of person I was slash am but currently mm -hmm. I move I'm it's very different right now and what's really interesting is that I don't mind this and I think previous to having my daughter I was like man I'm gonna have her and I bet I'm gonna be like so anxious to get back to work and get back <laughs> in the booth and this and that like I was so sure of it Mm -hmm. because I had never experienced a version of myself that was okay, like slowing down. Mm. And now, honestly, maybe I shouldn't say it on a public platform. <laughs> I, I don't know. We can edit like, it. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, you know, if I don't do any of my auditions, it's fine. Yeah. Like, it's fine. Nobody I dies. Feel, I don't feel that like, <laughs> oh my God, what opportunities did I miss? Like, mm. it's, it's okay because my priorities have kind of shifted. So that's why, you know, it's, it's really interesting to be asked certain questions that I'm sure you guys are going to, you know, that are going to come up today because I think I have a very different perspective. Now, that being said, it doesn't mean that I don't care about this career and I'm not auditioning every day, but I think the weight that those things had before has significantly shifted for me. And also being in a position where I talk to actors all day long and, you know, their various anxieties or um, stressors that they have or pressures that they're putting on themselves. And Kim knows this because we have these kinds of talks all the time. Like, and this isn't just you, Kim, but different actors, like, why am I not booking this thing? Or I feel like I'm right. like hitting my wall, my head against the wall here and yeah. there. And we have a lot of those talks and, and yeah, that is so, me, by the way. Yeah. 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 But it's not just you. No. <laughs> right. Everyone. <laughs> Um, so I spend a lot of my day having those discussions with people and, um, 
you know, how to not get so don't, don't put so much weight into it. You know, it is just an audition and advertising's never going to go away. You know, um, mm -hmm. industrial videos for, for corporate companies are never going to go away. Toys are going to be made. Shows are going to be made. All of these things are going to keep happening. So we, we kind of like have this like concept that if we miss an audition, we're missing that opportunity. And like, when's the next one going to happen? And what if that was the one, but guess what? Those opportunities are flowing in every day mm -hmm. and there's hundreds and thousands of them. So mm -hmm. just like there's tons of actors out there, there's tons of auditions. And just because you, you're moving slower at this period of time, or, you know, you missed them, you went on a vacation to be with your family because family should be number one or whatever it is it's okay. There's going to be more. And I remember so many years when I started out, I was like in the hotel room on whatever trip under the blanket next to the bed or in the closet, freaking out my neighbors in the hotel room next to me because I'm like screaming and doing whatever video game audition. And then I've hit a point now where it's like, be on your vacation, be with your family because uh -huh. there's going to be more. So I do want to ask though, pre, yeah. pre baby, because yes. I do know what that's like. I started my business when my baby was six to seven months old oh my god I but um your brain but yes yeah so you're an LA voice actor and mm -hmm. doing a lot of commercials um so were you <laughs> reviving yourself throughout the day like what was your day like in, in order to have enough everything to bring to the microphone you know what time you get up I I love these details yes oh, sure. time did you get up and how much did you do and then did you yeah have lunch like I really you know to a certain extent I am your classic LA person mm -hmm. in that I have like my gratitude journal I've done the artist way at least three times mm -hmm. I love that. it totally love changed it. my life yeah um and I've kept certain exercises from the artist way specifically that I will use and revisit whenever I need that little boost of inspiration. Mm -hmm. Morning pages. Have you guys done Artist mm -hmm. Way? I love yeah. that you're sharing this. Morning pages is mm -hmm. one of the most important tools of my life. That was something that mm -hmm. I really, really, really connected with. And mm -hmm. I still to this day, I think I did Artist Way like over 10 years ago. I, um, I need to share just so that yes, people understand yes. oh, morning yes, pa please. pages are journaling. I did it 26 years ago. And I remember being so excited for finding this book yeah. and telling the cab driver about it the day I got, because I, <laughs> yeah, drove me home from work. Um, but morning pages is journaling, but the idea is, is first thing in the morning. So you just blah, blah, blah for three pages. Rewriting. And I haven't don't, done don't it pick in up so the pen. Long. Don't pick up the pencil. And that's what was yeah. magical to me mm -hmm. about morning pages is, you know, I love a journal. I love journaling, but I was never good at keeping up with it because I was sort of a mm. perfectionist. I was mm. like, the words I write have to be beautiful and mm. memorable. So when I revisit this journal, I'll be like, wow, how profound and all these different <laughs> things, right? And I, I need a really beautiful pen. And now the way that I do morning pages, it looks like I'm possessed. Like, <laughs> I, I don't pick up the pen or pencil off the paper. It's like my words just connect and it's beneficial, at least I'll just speak to myself because it's unfiltered. Um, you're not judging it. It's, it's a dump of your thoughts that you wake up with first thing in the morning and you're just sort of taking them out of your head and, and putting them on the physical piece of paper and sort of releasing them. It's therapeutic. Um, 100%. It's very yeah. therapeutic. It's very. Gets cathartic. you out of your crazy. 
So typical (laughs) LA in the sense that, you know, I have my Palo Santo and my incense and like, if I need to burn it and cleanse the energy. Oh my God. I love you so much. I'll do that. I have my crystals that I'll hold on to and like keep in my bra during sessions. <laughs> oh my you God, know, I like, love you even more. Yeah, what? yeah, no, I have all of that. So when I say typical LA, sure, I lean into all of those things. Mm. Um, now, <laughs> ha- having a child, obviously those practices somewhat fell to the wayside, but I always return back to them. Um, whatever agent you're with, I feel like the flow of how your auditions are coming in is different. Atlas sends a lot of stuff Mm. and they'll send it up until like the evening hours. So for Mm. me, I have to kind of wait until the evening Mm -hmm. when I'm done with my directing job at about 7 PM to then go and record my own stuff. And Mm -hmm. what's interesting with me Mm -hmm. is that I spend the day directing other actors on probably everything I have oh my gosh and the same auditions yeah yeah and that's that's interesting in that sometimes you get lost into what your natural instincts would have done for you so at the same time that I absolutely love directing and I love my job and I love connecting with people you know (laughs) the the little bit of a weight that it holds is that all day I'm kind of um, working through these things with other people and helping them make those choices that maybe were my own natural choices that I just kind of gave to them or, or whatever it is, you know? Um, so by the time I get in the booth, I'm like, huh? <laughs> you know, I'm just like looking at the script, like, all right, I heard seven versions of this today, at least. What do I, what am I going to do? And it's really hard to like, differentiate what yeah. is my natural instinct and what was me being influenced by someone else. And and I don't mean take their choices of what worked or anything like that. I just purely mean like the script isn't like new and raw to me anymore. Yeah. Um, right. So yeah, that's a really interesting thing that is part of my life that wasn't part of my life in the first handful of years. For because um directing and then auditioning directing auditioning was more through the day yeah and directing wasn't something I I started directing eight years ago um so previous to that it was just like hardcore actor I'm just an actor I did I've always done a lot of theater so I was doing a lot of theater doing a lot of voiceover and I was just completely immersed in it Mm -hmm. and then I started this business uh with Bill and Tyler and uh started directing and that just naturally you know, it just changed sort of my day today mm-hmm. in, in all the obvious ways. Uh, one it. random question. Is yes, your please. partner also an actor? Uh, well, no, we met doing theater. He's not, he's not, well, it's, he would not consider himself an actor. We did meet doing theater. We went to a performing arts high school. We're, hmm. we're high school sweethearts. Oh. Um, and he was always the lead in all the musicals. He's incredibly talented actor singer dancer musician everything um but he labeled after high school he didn't continue with it other than that we have a production company a group of friends we create things and just stupid fun stuff uh any acts and all of those things that sounds amazing (laughs) but Corey, i i he's a he's an editor um primarily um and he, he works at the studio uh that i work out of bill's studio and uh, he engineers for all the video games. So cool. he is somewhat immersed in this world, but no, not not as an actor. But he understands your schedule. 
So you did a lot of high profile commercials. Yes. And we'll do, you know, not so high profile commercials, but some that, you know, yeah. sing on the cake for our um, sure. income. Did you need to supplement your VO career with like um, another job? I, uh, industrials, I, like. I was a nanny out of college. I was a nanny for two different families for about six years. And then I sort of slowly transitioned out of that as voiceover became my primary. So income, income wise, you could just do commercials and that was your life. Yeah. And I've done a little Amazing. bit of everything. I would say commercials are Did what... I tell you she made it or what? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I've definitely done a sampling of, of it all. Um, I, I think commercials have always been my primary, uh, area that I book in, but I have done some animation and video games and all the voice matching, all the different things. I, I'm like one of the rare people who enjoys commercials the most, which hmm. I don't hear people say very often, but I think what I like about commercials is the goal is to be yourself, right? Which is the hardest thing to do. Done. It's mm -hmm. yes. It's the hardest thing to do. So I'm not saying it with that <laughs> that I just like have it by no means. But with that goal in mind, I don't know. There's like a pressure taken off to me. Um, and I think every job is different. And mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. with character work, which I very much enjoy as well. And I've done a good amount of video games and other things. And I always have a blast doing them. There's something about a commercial that like I can walk in just kind of like, yeah, let's mm -hmm. do this thing. Because <laughs> I don't know. It's like, especially once you book it and the client just kind of wants what the client wants. Mm -hmm. You know, the hard work was in your audition. The hard yep, work yep. was the audition of making it authentic and genuine and being yourself. That was the hardest part. Mm -hmm. And if you got over that hurdle to the job, then you're just like getting paid and whatever the client wants. If it's about timing, if it's about whatever, at that point, you just, you're doing it and you're being yourself. They've already signed off on liking you. And there's something about that, that I find, um, just kind of, I find fun and I really miss the days of actually going to studios. I mean, right. That was part of the fun right. too, was like, especially out here in LA, like it was like, oh shit, I booked a job. Where are they going to send me? Oh, I hope they send me to Lime where, you know, they're going to make me French toast before I go in. You know, <laughs> like I, I miss that so much in this industry, even in my relatively short time doing it in comparison to some other people has changed so yeah. much. Um, well, and, I can, uh, I can speak for both of us. We've never had French toast served to us before oh, a session. You yeah. know, so I think they're still doing it. I think situation, whatever lucky souls are still going over to Lyme and Santa Monica, you walk in there and they, that chef is there. Who's incredible. He puts little like flowers on the what? French toast, makes what? his own syrup and it's still there and it still exists. So you know what you guys need to like, that's the goal. It. That that is that's my goal. goal. That's my, that's Goal. <laughs> that is the goal above and beyond. So, oh so you know. Dana, what is the most challenging thing you find? Because I, right now I'm like, does she have Besides any challenges? Juggling a newborn. Yes, she does. I mean, yeah. a come oh, on, yeah. come on. Tell oh, us in the voice, God. in the voiceover industry, what's hard for you? Uh, everything. I mean, everything that you guys find hard, everything that everyone finds hard. Um, you mean the crippling anxiety and self-doubt? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I but think I, I think Come I on. have less of it right now only because I have like this baby to distract a bigger priority. me from it. A bigger priority. Yeah. Which is like, hey, maybe there's a silver lining to that. I'm sure I'll slip right back into it. Um, 
the anxiety. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, saying, it'll all come back to me. Yeah, of course. I think the challenge is always, you know, you get in the booth, you have the script in front of you and you're asking yourself like, do I believe that? <laughs> was that me? Was that authentic? I mean, that's something that I, I think every single one of us faces every day when we get in yeah. the booth and we're looking at a script 100%. Um, you know, the way that these different seasons of life affect you and, and how you um, care about it shifts, you know, yeah. I, I, I'm self-aware enough to know that I'm still all young and this and that, but I also don't have that like fresh out of college pursuing this in the beginning. Ignorance is bliss. I'll do, I'll do whatever for free spirit anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really miss that. Yeah. I miss that girl who's like, not what, it's a job. Oh my God. It's a job. Like I miss that magic that I think slowly demystifies um as the years go on so the challenge of like finding the joy in it especially once the pandemic hit and I think the industry was already going in this direction where you got to have the booth at home you don't get to go to the fan fancy studio you got to yeah. understand the tech you got to do this and that and it's like every time there was a new res responsibility on your head that joy kind of like mm, was right. taken away just mm, a little bit because sure. you didn't get to just be the actor showing mm -hmm. up, doing the audition, booking it, go to the fancy studio, treat yourself to the coffee shop after. Um, it really wow. changed. <laughs> See, that's not know. our lives at all. Although Kim has a little bit of that life. She goes to a studio regularly, but I never have. So I'm very- but Don't envious. make me French toast. Uh, let's just be clear. <laughs> Alan, I hope you're watching. <laughs> yeah. You make it for yourself. We I think you have these incredible booths at home too. We do. That's something that like Studio Rex. Shout out to Studio Rex. Oh my God. Um, okay, here's a question I think that's in the artist's way. So I'm going to ask you, and I don't yeah. know how old you are, but pretend they, they say the 5, 10, 25 year plan. Yeah. Pretend you just turned 50. It's a whole thing, Dana, that I can't expect you to understand at the moment, but pretend you turn 50. Yes. How do you envision actually your day? as a voice actor, actor, all the things you do, what would you like to, it to look at like at 50? That's a great question. Yes. Thank you. That's a great I question. I really want to know. And it's, um, it's really interesting based on, I, I said to you guys, I've been having all these like existential <laughs> thoughts yes. this week. Um, so I guess ultimately the answer is I don't know, which is an, mm. an interesting answer. So I will continue. Um, the way I think about this industry and being an actor has changed so much. Um, for so many reasons, I assume. For so many reasons. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it's been demystified in a lot of ways. I mm -hmm. miss that self. And again, mm -hmm. I know I'm younger, but I miss that even early 20 something self mm -hmm. that truly would like show, like I would see an audition come into my inbox and I would like get that ping of joy and excitement. Mm -hmm. And now it's kind of like, oh, God, I got to wade through these things of what matters. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't mean like, oh God, I have so many opportunities. I mean, the, um, the Are rate, you... the respect that each of these things hold, um, all these big companies that are paying pennies now, I feel like I just mm. have to wade through what I think my worth mm. is. Mm. And unfortunately yeah. with every well year said. I've seen that going down now. So by the time I'm, I'm 50 and I'm this and that, and my life looks, however it looks, I certainly hope that this kind of gets to a point where it crashes and burns and then like has a rebirth, Yeah, you know, but at the moment, I, I what don't do you know. mean the industry and I mean the whole. industry, I mean the industry, I mean, um, I mean, I would love to get 
back to all the things that I enjoyed so much in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Now, um, this might be a boring answer, but here's my hope. I hope to have a really nice booth at home like you guys do. I hope to book uh, a few uh, big commercials a year and then spend time with my family. Mm-hmm. That to mm-hmm. me is just like, that's, I, I've made it. That's me. Yeah. I'm fulfilled. And I really yep. don't need more than that. And I think um, up until recently, I really thought that I had to want to do cartoons and video games really badly. Uh, and I think I'm being honest with myself. I don't need, I don't need to, and I don't need them that those are the things that people go on IMDB and they look you up and they see what credits you have. So I think we hold a lot of our worth in that. And those are the things that when people say, Hey, what do you do? And you say, Oh, I'm a voice actor. They, Oh, what if I seen and heard you in right? They're waiting for you to say the video game and the cartoon, right? I don't personally get my most joy from those. I love doing them. I really do. And I have a lot of great stories and experiences from doing them and going on the back lot at Universal and all these cool career bucket list things. But personally, I think (laughs) the ordinary is the extraordinary. I would love to just book some commercials to pay for things, support us, and then spend time with my family. And so when I'm at that point, that's what I hope I, I can still be sustaining. This is really interesting because I've thought a lot about actors and ally in New York yeah. have, a, have a very different sort of beginnings to voiceover as the rest of us across North America and the world. We're coming from very different places, but what you're saying we meet in the middle because I think this is something we, as, as someone who's done some speaking in voiceover conferences and things, The goal is to have full-time income, part-time hours. Mm. We have the same goal. Tell me more about the people that, that are actors and that want to do the voice, the cartoons and the, because, you know, they have the, you were telling me they have the same crippling anxieties we do, which is like, (laughs) like they're coming, they're coming to you and being directed and they're saying, Oh my God, I'm never going to book another one. Yeah. Well, something that um, I've certainly discovered so far, and I, I try to tell people and spread it, but they don't know till they know, is that um, the grass, the concept of the grass is always greener. I have this goal. I have this achievement. But what happens is people reach that achievement and they've already moved on to the next thing that they wanted. So they have kind of this like moment of excitement and adrenaline that very, very quickly within hours, within 24 hours passes, and they've already moved on to the new thing that they want. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of actors have this, oh man, when I just hit this point, when I just do that really big cartoon, I'm going to feel like I've made it. I hate to, again, demystify, (laughs) but you feel really great about it for like, the week, the few days leading up to that session, you do that session, it's probably about 20 minutes long. (laughs) And then you go home and then ground zero again. Mm -hmm. Um, That is gold. Yeah, it's just true. And I and I genuinely think most people would answer that way if they're being honest. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Now, now that's not speaking to the very small percent, let's say the uh, Maurice LaMarche's of the world, the the Bob Bergen's the like, let's say top animated folks out there. They may have a different uh, Mm -hmm. perspective on that. And they're working in those animated 
roles more often. But I also know from just hanging with some of those guys at the studio, they don't really consider themselves to have made it. Um, they still audition every day and hustle bustle and um, have other things in their lives. They don't they don't sit back easy. Um, it, that never happens. That's not the industry that we got into, right? Voiceover so, is is not not known as the glamorous acting job. No, it's known and there's as no the like redheaded stepchild. Yeah, yeah, and mm -hmm. I and I think people wait to hit some sort of like level of achievement, and then they think they're gonna like get really grounded and like <laughs> not feel anxiety anymore. But if anything, sometimes it can rocket it up because people mm. feel like oh I've gotten to this level I better keep performing at that level mm. um yeah. or they're they're waiting in anticipation for the next big animated role to come in because they finally booked one and then all of a sudden it's like tick 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 mm. and nothing's coming right. in um so you, I I don't know I'm a firm believer and you got to have the other things in life that are like mm -hmm. giving you joy and fulfillment because mm -hmm. when you put all of that weight on your auditions and your mm -hmm. career and what it looks like the joy very quickly slips away from those things. And that added pressure and anxiety is always infused in the background of your reads um, mm -hmm. where, you know, we all know that like when somebody steps in the booth or does an audition and they're kind of like, they don't really care. <laughs> you know, they kind of just have this and like, they yeah, book it. whatever mm -hmm. happens, they book it. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. energy is a Darn very them. real thing. Yes, and when it you're is. listening to auditions, you can hear the energy behind someone. And mm -hmm. if someone has this easygoing, effortless, ah, I don't really care either way energy, we tap into that because we go, oh, wow, that was really kind of easy to listen to. Where when someone's holding a certain level of tension behind their read. Pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. Yeah, no matter how strong yeah. their choices were, we hear that tension. So I think the greatest gift we can give ourselves as actors and performers is to have other passions and joys um, in our life to lessen the amount of weight that we're putting on our auditions and our work. Oh my God. Dana, I feel like this is like part one, the beginning of our too. interviewing I, you. I hope to, we can meet again because we keep try to keep our episodes you know, a little 20 minutes or so. Yeah. So thank you. As that end was like, yes, no, I just saw my life flash before me. Like, <laughs> right. That's well, it's all I'm happy to today. come back and talk anytime. I feel right. like I could just pontificate on all these things. For <laughs> I love this. We appreciate yeah. that. So thank you. Very you much. know, at the end of every show, we always have a little saying and, and, uh, Natasha always leads it, but I'm going to okay. we usually <laughs> say, fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck Let's be, be awesome, awesome now because we got shit, shit to, do. to do. That's right. I love that. <laughs> Say it every day before your morning pages. Right. I know. Thank you. Oh, Dana. I love it. Yeah. And if, I didn't, <laughs> if I'm not in love with you now, I definitely am in love with you. I mean, wait, did I say that right? All I'm saying is I'm really in love with you now. I, I loved you before, but now I'm in love. I, I now instantly it's, now loved it's you weird. as well. It's yeah, no, now. it's not weird. The love is just deeper. Yeah, no, anytime <laughs> you guys want to do this, I, I love it. So, Yay. yeah, Yay, thank you. Dana. Thank you for having and me. We'll